Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, I am here with Yehel from Wrestling With Gaming. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing this. I uh, I just stumbled across your channel maybe a couple of months ago, and it was one of those nights where like uh, you know you're you're scrolling through, you can't sleep, and YouTube has that recommended next video, and I always like <laughs> I'm so jaded about that nowadays because I've gotten burned so many times where it's like ten minutes in and I'm like I fell for the clickbait. <laughs> and uh, I think I, the first one I clicked on from you was your story about, um, what was it, the the full motion video games of the 90s? Okay, I am shocked that YouTube is recommending that to people. Oh, that is... <laughs> I was, I've been hooked from there on. It was like one in the Thanks. morning, I needed to be up early, and that was it. Like, at least two hours of my life was gone after that. So that was, <laughs> Sorry, uh... man. <laughs> that was awesome, I love it. Absolutely love it. So, uh, like, what what even got you started into these things? Like, were you are you a documentarian by trade or something? Or <laughs> no, so it's it's really weird. So I, all right. So I, I've always been doing like creative stuff. Uh, either like I've always been in bands or something. And and when I was in bands, I was always like the video editing guy and that kind of stuff. But uh, with the YouTube thing, so I I've. I was well. I guess I still am a professional wrestler. I just barely wrestle now, but I was I was like not taking that many bookings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got real like frou frou about well, if you're not paying me X amount, I'm not going to do it. Uh, so, but I want to do something creative, so I'm like, oh, I'll just start doing uh, YouTube. But what I started doing was, I I started playing these like really weird. Um, sorry, my dog is uh, going through a, a situation right now. So uh, I started playing these really weird, like visual novel games that were just like the more absurd I could find, the better. And I would just get drunk and play them, <laughs> and, I, and I'm just like, you know, like talking to my girlfriend about them, how stupid they are. And then one day I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna record it and upload it to YouTube. So that's actually how it started out. And I was playing, and like just I just kept finding the most sexually deviant games I possibly could. <laughs> like, there was one. Uh, I, about like golden showers and they like I, I just couldn't believe like this the, these games were made anyways and the way and do you remember that, the names of any of them that one was called uh the uh the water the water closet <laughs> and the intro it has like a like a intro of uh, it's like you know um visual novel style or whatever but the intro is like just all these pictures of toilets like real pictures of toilets with like this song it's like it's like dun 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 and every like beat is a new toilet <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, then you have to help these girls with like their problems going to the bathroom, and I, that's how you get your loving. And uh, <laughs> and so I was uploading all kinds of like weird stuff like that. And one day, <laughs> I learned about Bleem, and uh, I was like trying to find videos on it. And LGR had one, but it was like a really old video, and it wasn't like really in depth. And like none of my friends knew about it, so I just read up on it. I'm like, well, I'm just gonna make a video about it. This thing was cool. I want people to know about it. People like that. So I'm like, okay, I'll make another video. And then people really liked that. And then the more I did it, the more I found I really enjoyed it. 
Um, and then eventually this guy <laughs> commented on my channel. He's like, hey, uh, if you really want people to take your documentaries seriously, maybe you should take off the sexual, <laughs> like the visual novel of people having sex <laughs> off <on> your channel. <laughs> that is funny. That yeah. is funny. This is before the apocalypse, too. And I'm like, you know what? This guy's probably right. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I took him off. How long ago was the Bleem video? Uh, I think it was November of 2016, so just shy of two years. Wow, that's quite a lot of growth in that time. That is really awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I got lucky. Like, you know how everybody complains about the YouTube algorithm? Like, it's been good to me. So I'm like, oh, YouTube's great. What are you talking about? It's perfect. Yeah, some of my friends and I are complaining twice as much lately because a friend of ours put up an excellent video. All of his videos are really high quality, but this one out of nowhere got a million views. So, wow. yeah, we're all, so we're all, you know, verbally abusing him on a daily basis, but he just, he got caught on the other side of the algorithm, just the right place at the right time, same videos he's always done, but now he's Mr. Million, so, uh, yeah, here comes the abuse from his friends. <laughs> well, good, good, good for him, I mean, I'd be, I'd be giving him shit too, sorry, I have to bring the dog up here so he'll stop whining. No, it's okay, I mean, uh, you know, part of this, uh, part of this is just very laid back and no pressure. I live in Manhattan and I'm, I, the only place I could record is right next to a window, uh, and at some point there's going to be sirens, an explosion, <laughs> some, something, there's always some insanity during yeah, these things. Yeah, that's true. So that's if true. I go completely mute for a second, that's why I'm trying to save people's ears from the the noise and the racket but oh, you're good man so uh you said you were a professional wrestler like uh mm -hmm. could you talk a little bit about that because that's pretty awesome i've only met a few uh, people who wrestled in my life yeah so basically after my the last band i was in kind of like we, we always had problems with like keeping a drummer and we, we got really close yeah, to being on a the club <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i see you play guitar that's what i play too i was getting guitar and i sang and uh man after well, we got really close to being on a reality show for fuse uh back in like 2000 seven i think it was and like our drummer dude he was I've, I've never he's never been more off beat i don't think anybody has in that night and it was like the final round of this competition the winners from that night were going to be on this fuse reality show and he started he was really nervous he started playing like oh i guess i guess he's getting down now okay <laughs> he started playing like like one the chorus from one song in the middle of a verse or another so anyways so we're like let's take a break aka let's break up and uh, <laughs> so my buddy and I, who was the bassist, we loved professional wrestling. And the two things we wanted to do was be in a band or professional wrestlers growing up. So we we're like, well, fuck it. Let's, let's try and be professional wrestlers. The Dudley Boys had just opened up a school in uh, Orlando, mm -hmm. uh, in Kissimmee specifically. So we went to Kissimmee and, and that was a, it was, it wasn't a bad decision, but I don't, I also don't recommend it. Like, I'm really glad I, I did it. But anytime, like, like, like you get a lot of kids that ask you, like, or even teenagers at shows, like, Hey, how how do I become a wrestler? I was just telling him, ah, just tell it's, Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Oh, I mean, anything like that, right? It, it, anything that's not a basic nine-to-five job is something that you're going to have to work ten times harder to get, and it's thankless, and you're not going to mm -hmm. make as much money. I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I think a lot of people, with uh, all of the arts, actually, whether it's the music, wrestling, yeah. I guess, that's it's kind of the end story. Is unless you love it, don't do it. But Yeah, and, and, and starting off wrestling as an independent wrestler, it's a lot like being in a, in, a, in a local band. When you first start out, nobody wants to book you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, fine, we'll book you, but we don't want to pay you. Or, or what they pay you, it's like they might as well not be paying you. Then, you know, you got to slowly build up your reputation. Okay, people start asking for you, and then now you can charge a little more. Now you can play or wrestle at a better venue. Blah blah blah. So th there's a lot of parallels, except that now you're 
more relying on yourself. Um, I mean, certainly you have to rely on your opponent and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but but at least you know you don't have to worry about a, a drummer like screwing up your whole band or something. Having like a full that. meltdown and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, you know, did the did the amount of dirt baggery that's in the music business happen with wrestling? Because I remember yeah. it was just it was brutal, and like I am. Uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, I am a raging asshole when it comes to stuff like that. Like, I say hi to everybody. I always try to have a smile on my face until I smell that you're trying to screw me over. And then I, there's just zero patience. There was a couple of times where the, the last band I was in, the singer had to, like, and, you know, she was, like, five feet tall. She had to, like, step between me and be like, hey, guys, you know, just, like, continue the conversation because <laughs> she saw my face getting, you know, dark red, like, oh. Yeah, it bothers me. It, and it bothers me twice as much because when you do what you love like that and you're trying to work on it, you see some people around you taking money from those people that now they mm-hmm. have even less than what they should have had in, to begin with. So, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, man. It, you, you met a lot of the same people in terms of like personalities and egos and a lot of you know people that thought they were better than they should be. And, and wrestling, it's more like... It's weird. Like, it's not real. Like, nobody really wins or loses their match, right? It's predetermined. But some guys get really f- concerned about whether or not they're, they're oh, I've lost three weeks in a row and blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, like, what do, you, what do you care? Like, does, you know, like, that's, it's so crazy. And you meet these guys, like, adult grown men, sometimes in their 40s still doing it on the independent scene. And they, they're, like, upset about their place on the card. Like, yeah, also similar to the music business. It's yeah, a, yeah, it, it's it's crazy, man. Like, like YouTube, the, the the retro gaming community, at least, and on YouTube is a lot more level-headed. Uh, mm-hmm. The average IQ seems to be much higher. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people are just more level-headed and, and realistic. I mean, I so far, I haven't really met anybody um that's a jerk or anything like that he, even like the really big youtubers like you know like the norms of the world and that kind of stuff um you got all- very Ooh. lucky because i've had a wildly different experience and, you know <laughs> i know i've never fit in anywhere in my life I, i'm sure that uh, i'm just not that likable but what i my introduction to you was pretty similar to everybody else's i walked up said hello introduced myself and i cannot tell you how many people who definitely know who i am because they've used a lot of my work on my website before would mm-hmm. just turn their back to me or be really like, oh yeah uh well just email me and i'll see if i have time or just really awful so uh, <sighs> that's why i was like no no offense whatsoever but i was very happily surprised when you were very friendly and, and welcoming i was like dude his videos are great and he's nice like, <laughs> sweet well you, you have to understand i wasn't expecting like like when i got asked to do um retro world expo i was kind of hesitant to do it not because not i think i'm some big time youtuber but the opposite because i was like i don't think anyone's gonna go there to see me i think no one's gonna attend my panel um and my and uh, obviously like i mean i didn't get the kind of attention that you know like uh, my life in gaming or a gaming historian would nor should i um but i was like really surprised so I, oh you want to anytime somebody wanted to talk to i was like yes please hello <laughs> yeah it's a really great feeling i always uh Sometimes it's harder for me to take compliments than it is to take insults. Like, if somebody's like, yeah, I mean, you kind of suck, I'd be like, yeah, I do, but I like it. But, like, <laughs> when, when, people, when people say nice things, sometimes I just don't know. Like, it's very uncomfortable to, for me. Not, yeah. in a, not in a disrespectful way, but I do really enjoy knowing that people appreciate the work you put in. So, that is yeah. very cool. And it's funny that you mentioned, like, um, realistic 
YouTubers, because that is one thing that I, I definitely found, is that your average person doing videos in the retro gaming scene have realistic expectations of things. You know, they, they know, they would, everybody would love to do it for a living, but the, they all realize it's a cool hobby that they have, and it's right. kind of a little bit refreshing to be around that rather than the opposite, so... And you didn't, I didn't get that very often. I was in a gig one time with a bunch of people that were, were older, and they'd played the same 10 bars on Long Island that they've been playing since they were 17, and they're in their, you know, their late 40s. And one guy has this attitude of like, dude, some of my friends golf, some of, that's how they spend their money, so I spend my money. I'm never going to be a rock star, but I love this so much, and that's always what I want to do. And it's like, yeah. I want to hug that guy. And then you have yeah. the same type of, you know, the same person grew up in the same area that thinks that that day is going to be the day that he's discovered and get whisked off <laughs> to be a rock star. Today's my day. And I'm gonna, everything has to be perfect. And I'm yeah, very... there is a lot. There is a lot of that. It's funny that you. <laughs> so I laugh because uh, at one point YouTube and uh, kind of like where my channel started to grow a lot was for whatever reason, it started really promoting a video I did on Game Genie. And this is maybe mm -hmm. like. Six months after I had done it, just randomly, it just started happening. It was getting like literally like thousands of views every hour, and I, <laughs> I laughed because I turned to, I told my girlfriend like, "This is it. This is the day." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a professional YouTuber now. Nah, doesn't happen. Yeah, but uh, you know, after a few days of, of that, I'm like, you know, this probably is gonna drop off uh, <laughs> shortly, and and sure enough, it did. Did you ever find out where you got the uh, the boost from? Um, I mean, it, it's literally just YouTube recommending the video. Um, like it, it was, and I, it actually went on for more than a few weeks. I think maybe like a month and a half where, you know, you can see like your views in the last 60 minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was literally like not less than 500 and usually like over a thousand for like a month and a half. Wow. It was obscene. It, it, it was great. I, it was also only like my sixth <laughs> video. Oh, oh, there he goes. <laughs> So it, it was also only like my uh, sixth or seventh video, something like that. So I didn't have a big library. So even though like according to analytics, people liked it, you know, you can see your likes and all that kind of crap. Like there was no catalog for them to stick around for. So, I mean, I got a lot of subs out of it, but not the amount you would think for the amount of views. So I think I snagged maybe like 8,000, which I'm not complaining. I mean, 8,000 subs in like a month and a half, you know, that's I'd, I'd kill for that now. Yeah, I worked uh, two, two and a half years to get my 8,000 or so. Uh, there you go. And so, I'm over yeah. here, like, complaining about it almost. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I, I wish it would have happened a little later when I had, like, more of a, a catalog and stuff. Because I, I, I think that's – I know I'm guilty of going to a channel. Even if, if I find a video that I like on a channel and I see they've got, like, four videos, four other videos, I'm like, eh, I'm not going to be as apt to subscribe. Out of curiosity, then, what, how would you feel about rolling up to a channel with like 200 videos, and then like, are you more or less apt to subscribe to that? Then I'm definitely more likely to. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of. It happened when I found uh, LGR's channel. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got like 700 videos or something real, real crazy like that. But uh, I watched like a video of his, and I watched like the next one that got recommended. I was like, oh, let me take a look at this guy's channel, and it was like, you know, like a C of like channels on like awesome old PC games and all kinds of stuff. So I immediately subbed. I'm like, oh, this is going to be like months and months of content. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm more apt to do it unless like I see that like your other 200 videos are, I don't know, unrelated stuff or, you know, I don't Spoken know. Spoken word porn video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Visual novel games yeah. about golden showers, you know. <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, the only reason I asked that is because the other day I stumbled across a channel a buddy of mine recommended called Ancient Architects, not Ancient Aliens, Ancient Architects, and they put out like six videos a week, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to have to deal with that every time I fire up my YouTube app, but you know, they're, they're pretty good, so whatever. <laughs> Man, six a week. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of her, like, you know, five-minute things, and it's just talking over still pictures, so it is infinitely oh. easier to do than what than what we do. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so how did you, uh, I guess, how did you approach your first video then? Did you just um, gather information online and then decide to speak over it? Or, you know, what, what were your thoughts going into it, really, with the Bleem thing? Did you just, had you ever done anything like that before? I mean, I, I, w- I wouldn't say I've done something like that before per se but i mean i so at my job i mean I, I do have to put like a lot of presentations together at my job so and uh my day job i'm a i'm a business analyst or a data scientist or whatever mm. so I, i'm used to having to get information from a lot of different sources piece it together corroborate you know one thing to another you know and kind of weave a story about uh about you know whatever it is uh if i'm making a presentation on it so even though it, you know, there's a lot of similarities in that. So I, w- I was used to organizing data. I'm, I'm, I'm used to keeping a thread. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to like taking notes all the time. So it really was pretty easy to do the research. Um, I corroborated basically everything um, with uh, two to three sources. Um, if I there was something I couldn't get a source, uh, excuse me, a secondary or third source on, I just wouldn't include it, um, which is still what I've done now. And it really... It's amazing how many people don't do that, which is just like, <laughs> yeah, like like you're gonna get called out on it. Like it's mind blowing to me that people don't do that. Like somebody out there will know if it's true or not, and they will let you know, you know. Um, but yeah, I, that's just how I approached it. And then I, like watching it back now, I mean, there's definitely things I would change. I'm, I'm sure there's things you would change, you know, to, oh, yeah. you know, about your first stuff that you've done. So I mean, I, I think it's a little dry, mm-hmm. and I think. I, and I talk. I really wouldn't. Slow. I wouldn't call it dry. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't describe it as dry. But we're all overly qu- critical of the own sure. things that we do. So, yeah. and, and I didn't know what I was doing with the editing. Like, uh, I, I, well, I mean, I knew I, what I was doing as far as like, I, I didn't know how to make it visually interesting. Is is what I would say. You know, I, everything that I put up is. I try to make sure everything has is relevant to you know whatever I'm speaking about because I see so many videos where it's just like they're talking about topic X and they're showing footage of game Z and I'm just like what this has nothing to do with it or you know that kind of stuff so I just tried to make everything relevant to whatever I was speaking to and have it flow into the next thing and that kind of stuff and, and now I spend a lot more time worrying about okay how visually appealing is this going to be uh how interesting is this going to be because if a lot of the topics i have you know i there isn't video footage that i can use of and i don't want to just have like a 20 minute video where like 18 minutes of it is gameplay footage mm-hmm. like 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 I, nothing wrong with that but i mean a lot of people do it so i just it wouldn't keep my interest is the way i look at it so you know so it's like okay well how can i make these our, our magazine articles <laughs> visually interesting <laughs> you know yeah uh See, for me, with stuff like that, like, it's not like I wouldn't find it interesting, but if, if I get three or four minutes into a video and it's just game footage of somebody talking, I might do something like turn up the volume and go work on a project while listening and then Mm -hmm. miss all the other stuff that comes up on screen afterwards. So that's a good point. That's a good point about doing that. But yeah, man. And I just always try to like, 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 and I don't, a lot of people don't do this. Like I, 
and it's not like I'm some genius or anything for thinking of this because I'm sure I'm not the first one that thought of it. But if I'm talking about something that Game Pro said or whatever, like I love reading like old Game Pros, old EGMs. Mm-hmm. Like I sometimes I'll just go on archive.org or whatever and just start reading through them just just to like pass the time. Like I fucking love it. So I, if I was me, I would want to see this fucking article that Sushi X wrote or whatever, you know. Totally uh, agree. So, yeah, man, so I always try to show the cover because, like, that always takes me back and then go to the page and whatever, maybe show a little bit of it. You know, I mean, there's, like, so many things that, I don't know, I I do that. I'm just like, okay, how can I keep this from being monotonous and just make it visually appealing? But this was not your question at all, by the way. No, 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 this is the answer I wanted, though. (laughs) So... But yeah, man, I, I just uh, – so the Bleem thing, yeah, I just kind of gathered from, like I said, as many sources as I could, corroborated stuff. Um, I found a uh, – like an online – like the uh, the ISO for it. Uh, so then I burned it and I played with it a little bit because I wanted to like kind of actually know what I'm talking about, you know, from a firsthand experience, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that was pretty much it. That's awesome. You know, the uh, the uh, data scientist business, business analyst thing – uh, that explains why you're not uh, completely overwhelmed when you have all of those things and all the topics and trying to rearrange <laughs> and put them in. Because I think whenever I have a video that, uh, and remind you, as far as I am as amateur as you can get, but whenever I have a video that I know is going to be overwhelming like that, I will shoot and edit all at the same time. So I'll be doing my spoken mm-hmm. parts and then I'll go back and, you know, if there's a two minute section of me talking, I'll put stuff over that, you know, save it in Premiere, then go to the next. Because if I drew it all out in a spreadsheet or something, I'd, I'd get to line number, you know, like 950 and be like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go do another soldering video. Let somebody else do this. So. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I'll, so generally, I'll, write my I'll do my research and kind of take a bunch of notes um and then between my notes and like the actual sources then I'll go and start writing this the script for it or whatever um once I have the script I'll do the voiceover and when, when I'm doing the voiceover and I start like editing it is actually when I just I, I and I'm not in a lot of my videos I'm starting to put myself more in them mm-hmm. but I'll, that's when I kind of decide okay this is the section that I'm going to be on camera for and in Premiere, I'll just put like a picture of me, you know, for that like period in the timeline or whatever. And then I'll go back and film. But that's crazy that you shoot and edit at the same time. I see. I don't think I could do that. See, everybody's brain works different, right? Like if yeah. whenever I used to sit in the classroom and the teacher would talk at me, it would all just bounce off my big head. And then I would go do whatever we were talking about and I would learn it right away. So I got to do things in order to grasp it. I can't. Like uh, every and every time I've tried to write my own script, I'll do outlines. But like, if every time I've tried to write my own script, it sounds like I'm badly rehearsing something in front of a camera. <laughs> Whereas, and it, and it takes forever. Whereas, yeah. if I were to just do ten takes of something, one of them is probably going to be decent enough, and you know, just True. maybe edit. But the one thing I try to never ever do, which you obviously don't do in yours, is uh, is the people that will just they probably say the same thing ten times like me, but rather than wait for a take start to finish. They cut their videos up almost like they were doing an audio recording. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. hi. And then I was thinking of the thing that I had. It just it gets me dizzy. I can't. I will shut that right off. I can't even. I can't yeah. watch it. I'll, I'll get motion sick by the end of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that either. I, I, I think you can like do that very sparingly. Yeah. 
Um, and you have to do it in a way that it comes off like you did it as a stylistic choice, not a yeah. I screwed up, you know, because there, there's a guy. Uh, Technology connections. He does it, and I'm convinced at least half of them he does on purpose, like just to, right. as a style. Maybe almost to plan ahead. Maybe he plans on doing it so that when he has to cut his mistakes, it just Maybe. feels like, you know, but he's great at that. There's a few people that could pull it off, but I, I am not yeah. one of them. So, but, but, like, but like when you see a guy who's just talking like this and sort of there's a sharp cut to this the next word and there was yeah. no reason like in what he was saying for like a weird cut uh like there's a guy i've watched who like he'll he'll do it but then he'll change like the so he's got like a light oh, i cannot remember this guy's name wang wang so he'll ha he has like a light in the back okay, up against his wall what he'll do like if he's like talking about two different points of view on something he'll like switch it when he's talking about the other one or whatever and the lighting will change in the back and he'll come back to the other one so there's like and and you know it wouldn't surprise me if he's doing it partly because he's doing it in multiple takes but at least he like does it in a way and cuts it at parts where it makes sense and it comes off like it was done as stylistic but yeah man i, I try to just sit there and just do it even if i have to do like 20 takes to to get one that's like good correct seems like i'm not trying to read it off you know something i'll just sit there i've spent like an hour sometimes doing like a two minute thing you know oh yeah yeah like, i i i can't tell you how many times i've gotten to the end of like a five minute segment and it's take 50 and I'm, i've nailed it i have everything in my head and i'll be like so that concludes my and there's like a horn right outside i'm like open the window like i fucking hate you <laughs> oh that sucks it's not even in your control that's that, that's the worst that's yep. the worst um yeah man that that's that's awful <laughs> so uh what kind of setup do you use when you record obviously you have the green screen back there but um what kind of i mean and you, i could see the mic right here what kind of mic is that and what what cameras do you use because your stuff's all really high quality it's um and like thank you by the way uh it's an electro voice re20 mm -hmm. um for the mic uh usually i do have a pop filter i'm not i'm not an animal <laughs> but uh, I didn't set it up because I'm an asshole. Yeah. Um, but um, I use this for basically all my voiceover stuff. Um, I don't think you can see it, but there, well, no, because I don't have it connected. I have a boom mic that I use for my live shots, and that is an audio. I think it's an audio technica. I can't remember. I, I don't remember it because I ended up buying the the one that I did because well, gaming historian did a video on. Um, I think when he hit. 100,000 subs or maybe it was just no it was like his what I plan on doing this year in 2017 video mm -hmm. something like that anyways he mentioned that he had just got a boom mic to improve his on-camera audio and I noticed it was better and he listed which mic it was so then I just bought that one um but I use that for the live stuff mm -hmm. um dude for my on-camera stuff the the little bits I did I was using the same webcam you're looking at now oh really uh I, I have something better now but up until the video that I'm working on right now, the X-Band video, like where I got a real camera, mm -hmm. I, I bought like this because, um, you know, webcam uh, USB cords are notoriously short. Um, I bought like a special USB cord that puts out like extra power mm -hmm. so that I could extend the range on it. And I literally just had it on a stand like if it was a real camera. And uh, it was it sucked, though, because sometimes <laughs> it was like out of focus and you can't really do much about it. So yeah. I have to like digitally like refocus it like afterwards. So. Anyways, now I use a Canon uh, T6, hmm. uh, so nothing too fancy, but you know it's definitely much better quality. Um, they, Best Buy was running a sale on them for like three 
fifty uh, a couple weeks ago. So they they so they're usually and, and it came with like two lenses. Oh, so wow. it was a really yeah, it was a really good deal. But that's about it, man. My my PC is uh, an Asus I've had for like five years. It's an i seven. Like the graphics card on it sucks. It's like a six eighty or something. It's like really outdated now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got a shit ton of RAM. It's got a, uh, a nice CPU, so I mean, it's it's pretty speedy for uh, for video editing. Yeah, as long as it gets it done, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny that's. Uh, I bet you that's whether you realize it or not. I bet you that's a musician's trick when you talked about uh, listening to to YouTubers talk about what they use after you've already seen their proven videos. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of those. Uh, I don't know. In the in car racing, they used to call them uh, barstool racers. I'm not sure what they call them in, uh, for musicians, but uh, you still see all those people on the forums argue to death over gear and argue what's the best gear and the best amp. Mm-hmm. And some of these people have never played a live gig in their life, and they're right. arguing right. over what the best live gear is. So that was the same thing for me. I'd always go through the musicians that were one or two steps ahead of me, and the ones that sounded good, I would l- ask what they used. So that's yeah. why... Uh, you know, for me, being in such a noisy place, um, I can't use what most people would use. I'd have to soundproof the room or, or mm-hmm. shoot in a closet, which I, I tried, by the way. It wouldn't work. It wasn't, wasn't enough depth for the video. So I ended up talking to John Linneman from Digital Foundry, and he told mm. me about the Rode... Um, oh, man. The... Uh, I'll remember it. Smart, Smart Lab, I think it's called. Oh, dude, this thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That is exactly yeah, it. I, I got a beef with this, but after you're done telling me your story. <laughs> well, the the reason I settled on it is because it's expensive. You got to buy this, you know, the adapter for it because it's a TRSS mic. And I tried a bunch of other much cheaper mics, but all of them picked up all the noise around me. And this is the only one that I could do because I do a lot of any of the um, in-person interviews. I have to bring a backpack of crap with me. So it's mm-hmm. perfect, a bunch of little ones. And it's uh, it was the best to cut out all the extra frequency. So if mm-hmm. it were up to me, I'd be shooting in a soundproofed room and, you know, with a green screen. There, my background would be a fake video, wouldn't be real, but i got to work <laughs> with what I have. So, yeah, that's what I chose, and it was perfect for, for what I've been doing. But what's your beef with it? I'm curious. So, okay, my beef is, I guess, more so with me for not reading <laughs> up on it enough. But uh, I, I, I was a little disappointed with it because um, I can't use it. Because uh, it doesn't work with it works with like all iPhones, but it doesn't work with and with some Android phones, but not with my particular Android phone. Really? And yeah, and even like the list of Android phones that it works on, I mean, it, it's pretty slim and it's not made very clear, like um, that it, you have to have like very specific uh, Android phones for it. So I can't use it. Uh, so I was uh, disappointed because I, I have a buddy that uses it, and it sounds awesome. Yeah, did, uh-huh. that's a stupid question, but did you try the adapter, the little, you know, $10 adapter they sell? I didn't know that they made an adapter for it, so maybe I need to... Uh... Yeah, let me uh, see here. I got my travel bag for uh, my Amazon thing for when I go, and uh, the thing that I, I did was... Uh, so... Do So I use... when I Whenever I'm on the road, I use these Tascam... Uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, one of these, but... Because the the smart lab um, has the you know the three prong the TRSS I'm not sure if it'll get in focus in the video you got to use this little adapter thing that just turns it into a regular microphone input. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Mm-hmm. So the, you know that's why I said it's almost a hundred bucks because you got to buy this and you have to buy this. But as soon as I bought this thing, it started working in everything. And supposedly a lot of the equipment I was using was compatible with TRSS, but until 
you know, until you got that adapter, it didn't work at all. So that's so what I'm I need, using in this. So, it's, so I need to go TRRS to TRS. TRRS, yeah. TR, all these damn acronyms. <laughs> but, okay, yeah. They're, they're, I, I, here's one right here on Amazon. Let me just. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just adding this to my cart real quick because no, no, otherwise no. I'll forget the, about it. The, the people that are in this to just to watch YouTube videos are like, will you guys stop talking about mics? <laughs> and everybody that that makes their own YouTube videos are like, no, keep talking about mics. Like, we were... <laughs> Dude, this is crazy. I can't believe I didn't know about this. Okay. Well, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I, one of my upcoming videos is I'm going to do um, a whole thing on how I shoot because my first couple of podcasts were garbage compared to now. But the thing mm-hmm. that I'm super, super proud of is that every one of these, like, here's how to make a podcast videos on YouTube, it always ends in, and that only cost $4,000. <laughs> if you buy used equipment, you could do, you could make it look and sound exactly like yeah. this for under a grand. So I'm, uh, yeah. I'm very proud of that. So anybody could throw money at a problem to solve it, but I like being a creative nerd, so... Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a big advocate of used equipment. In fact, bef- this camera that I ended up getting, I was going to buy a used one on eBay and there literally just happened to be, so they were running the, the deal I told you about. And it was also like, had been returned. Uh, and the box was still sealed. The person just returned it and they charged like a restocking fee and they discounted it by X amount. So I was like, shit, this is going to be brand new and it's going to be a little bit cheaper than buying it used. <laughs> so yeah, love it. So when you um when you have to get all of the your sources then so you talked about your equipment and how you get you on camera and your audio, um, mm-hmm. do you just find all of these? Uh, I mean, some I I see that you've used some video clips, but what about all of the the still images that you get? Do you have to just search through archive.org? Do you go through and? Uh, yeah, sometimes archive.org. Um, sometimes it'll be uh something that I've scanned. Uh, sometimes I'll actually like on my X Pen video. I got Jimmy mm-hmm. actually hop out to scan a couple Saturn magazines for me mm-hmm. um, because there's not a lot of stuff on the Japanese version of the X Pen out there. Um, so it depends on the video, man. Like the the Game Shark video, I had to go to a real library uh, <laughs> <laughs> because the uh, the news. Thankfully, like they ended up getting for a time. I don't, I don't want to bore people with the details, but. A company that was involved with the company doing the Game Shark uh, was based out of Lake Mary, um, and which is about hour and a half to two hours, depending on traffic from where I live. And I needed like this article. There was only like the tiniest little clip of it online, and I'm like, I need this data. So I, like I found like a library that had like the archives. So I just went there, got it, you know, scanned it. Um, so it it just really depends, man. I I have a subscription to like a newspaper archive service. Um, that I just pay yearly for, so um, I can usually find uh, like better quality newspaper clippings from there. I get it from lots of places. I mean, obviously from um, like the magazines that we talked about. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that like Billboard covered a lot of in the '90s and the early 2000s. They covered a ton of stuff related to like video gaming and tech. Really? Like a lot. Yeah, like it's crazy. The the earliest article I found about the X Band was in a Billboard magazine. And it was so early in its life that it still hadn't even been named the X-Band. They just call it like the catapult modem. Hmm. Um, so I, I go through like billboard magazines all the time. Um, popular popular uh, Science is another one that covers video game stuff mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of people don't think of. Um, so I, I go through those. But 
Usually it's a combination of like magazines, articles, the New York Times from the 90s and 2000s. They have a lot of like stuff covering like 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 the Philips CDI. Man, I found like shit ton of articles about the CDI, uh, a, a digital pictures, actually. Yeah. They, they, they did like three or four stories on them in one year. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but Tom Zito is quoted in every one. So it's uh, funny because I, I could I could have a strong guess on why the digital pictures one because at the time that was the first time you could really use people in the video game. So that was you know I, I get the the fascination that people had with it. But the CDI, I'm still to this day fascinated by their marketing team. <clears throat> I remember being a little kid and you know a jaded little nerd who could usually mm-hmm. pick out like when the 32x was announced. You know, I remember my cousin Scott and I both being like, "Oh, this is gonna suck." But, like, <laughs> when the CDI was announced, like, wow, we could play like live action Zelda with like real people. That's gonna be the coolest Zelda game ever. <laughs> <laughs> like your marketing was awesome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I guess I see what you're saying about the digital pictures thing, but like. They weren't. I mean, those digital pictures games. I mean, they they they, they sold. Oh, they, they. I don't want to say they didn't sell well because I mean, we also have to keep in mind the amount of Sega CDs that were even out there. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, they sold well when you compare their sales numbers compared to like the amount of units of Sega CDs sold. But really, it's not like like New York Times like treated them like they were like the next big thing in the first few articles and then the last articles are like hey what's going on with uh with these fmv games no one seems to really like them. <laughs> <laughs> and tom zito poor tom zito's they're the future <laughs> <laughs> man i was fascinated by those when it came out i was a little kid and i got uh tomcat alley because i always yeah. always wanted to be a pilot it wasn't until i was like 15 that my neighbor was an army recruiter and he's like dude you're colorblind they won't let you near the plane like you they won't even <laughs> let you pump gas into the plane you might mop something that a pilot walks by but you're not like your pilot dreams forget them <laughs> be realistic <laughs> the recruiters will tell you you could be tom cruise and top gun but you're done forget it so uh i playing that game was pretty awesome well the thought of playing that game Right. And then, then you're sitting there and you have to use a D-pad to move the cursor around when that really would have been a great light gun game. But how are they going to, mm-hmm. they can't really flash the screen on an FMV game for that. And it's just, I wanted to like it so bad. You can't even fly the plane. How many people yeah. realize that a game about flying an airplane, you can't <laughs> fly the plane? So. I mean, the cool thing about Tomcat Alley, though, I think it was the first Sega CD game that had like the full screen video. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got that going for it. So like that that was a nice novelty, but you're right though, because after like about for I remember when we got that game or my neighbor got the game, I thought it was the coolest thing for like twenty minutes. Yep. And, and then after it. I'm like, oh. and, and it doesn't have a lot of like different clips either. You see the same clips or like start to repeat after about twenty, fifteen, twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Just a bit of a letdown. But even to this day, I love FMV games. I, I I don't know what it is about them. I don't know if it's they're trying to be like something like they're they're trying so desperately to like overachieve. And like very few do, but I don't know. I, I there's just there's a certain novelty about them, and I don't know. Like like every once in a while, like I'll find one where they did something really interesting. Uh, like on the CDI, there's a the Thunder in Paradise shooter game is like really really well done. It's different every time you play it. Hmm. You never it never stops at the same locations. It's not you know how the American Laser games. It's always the same people come out in the same order, you know. Well, in the Thunder in Paradise game, not only does the roving camera stop in different locations every time, but the amount of enemies that come out, where they come out, what those enemies do when they come out. You can have multiple on screen at a time. You can choose what order to shoot them in. So you have to, like, strategize a a little bit um, depending on where it stops. Like, I've played this game 
and embarrassingly at, at least 20, 25 times all the way through the last six months. <laughs> and every time there's like new stuff, there's new video clips, there's new sequences. It's like, oh shit, we've never stopped here. Like, like well, last time I was playing it, a guy, there's a part where you stop and there's these cars, you're in an alley and there's these cars and there's a van. And a guy like, he was like crawling under the van and came out to shoot me. I've never seen that in the game at all after playing it, you know, over two, two dozen times. So wow. anyways, I don't know. Man. I, I love FMV games. The, the, the worse, the better hope in my opinion, usually, but every once in a while there'll be a gem like thunder in paradise. I think, uh, I don't know if you would call it an FMV game, but I, as a kid loved seventh guest. And uh, mm-hmm. when I went back to play it, I mean, it's probably 10 years ago now, but I, I, I thought it really held up. I mean, you have to yep. know what you're getting into. You cannot expect a PS4 game, but right. I, I thought it was great. But I don't know if you would consider that FMV because it really just had cutscenes in it with, uh, you know, different. Right. Games. I mean, it's it's FMV, you're right, but it doesn't it doesn't really feel like an FMV game. Yeah. Yeah. But that the Thunder in Paradise, you said, mm-hmm. is that only on CDI? It's the only console powerful enough to bring it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Is there a frog in your throat? Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. No, I don't think I've played that one. I had a few different CDIs. I, I figured out some RGB mods on a couple of them. And uh, I, I, just the weirder console, the better for me when it comes to that stuff. It would just made me giggle when I could you know, get high-quality output out of a CDI. The ultimate Dude, oxymoron. <laughs> so my CDI, I, I don't know what you mean by that, sir. But uh, <laughs> my CDI, like, I, I'm scared to mod it because I don't want to break it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I, I find, like, so I live stream the CDI a lot, and constantly people are asking me if I've RGB modded it or if I'm using the S video out. And I'm just running AV out of it because oh, that's really? just easier for my setup to live stream it. Um, I, I think the video looks really, it, it depends on the game, to mm-hmm. be fair. Like, Thunder in Paradise, it looks near DVD quality, the video that comes out of it. Yeah. Now there's some other games like uh, there's something something at the midway I can't remember the video on that it's awful it's atrocious so hmm. it just depends yeah. but I, I can't I can't I now that we're talking about the CDI can we talk about your article about the uh, the CDI on uh, yeah far on your away. website uh, I I don't know who, who, how could you say that it's one of the worst consoles how is it how is it that you put it. Uh, I can't remember what would. I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> something about like, oh, it's best almost best quality XYZ. video off the worst quality console. Yeah, something, something like something like that. So one of my first interviews was Sean uh, Sean Green, who created the uh, Bliss Box, which is a, a, a thing that you could take any console for, or any controller from any console and play it on any device that supports USB. So everything from mm-hmm. a PC to PS3, Raspberry Pi, whatever. And the only console he won't support is the CDI because the controller input is pulled at like, I think he said it was um, 18 to 30 milliseconds. So whereas your average, your average game console from Atari all the way up to now, mostly now, uh, takes about one frame to process an input. And because of the way the CDI is made, it could take up to three frames. So it's almost, it's almost like a laggy console right out, right out the door. Listen, I think what he doesn't realize is that 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 to me just says that it's a console for hardcore gamers, <laughs> you know, um, and if he can't handle it, you know, and he doesn't want to admit it, you know, that's that's <laughs> on him, I suppose. But but that's something he needs to come to terms with. Uh <laughs> You know, it had so much potential. I do also remember being like 12 years old and seeing that game Voyeur 
and just thinking mm-hmm. like porn and video games at the same time. It doesn't Dude. get any better than this. And then so yeah. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to find um I I try to find I like if I see like an actual CDI game I'll buy it. But I, I have like a lot of ones that I just burned myself because I want to play them. And, you know, it's it's not easy to find them out in the wild. So I was looking for this game called Girl, Girls Club, which is basically like Dream Phone, like the board game, but on the CDI. Uh, it has like FMV. And I'm like, oh, this looks terrible. So it'll be, you know, fun to play as a, you know, for, for you know, a rib, you know, when live streaming. Anyways, so I download what I thought was this game. And then I turned around. It was just porn. It was just CDI porn. But thankfully, I hadn't started the stream. I tested the disc, but so was yeah. that actually sold back in the day, or is that something that somebody just made for the heck of it? Or you know, because CDI games and menus, like they run the gamut from looking like absolute shit to really professionally done. I can't tell. I can't tell if this is like it, it doesn't look that good, like the menu system or whatever. But the video quality and the picture quality, like, is really good. So. <laughs> But I mean, I guess they got the important stuff right. But uh, so on your website, what 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 you would wrote is uh, I have it right here. Um, Oh no! Did did, wait? Did did you take this off? Um, Somebody somebody might have screenshotted a tweet that I had put. I think that you had posted a tweet. No, no, no! I screenshotted it from the. uh, I I think I did it on the mic. Okay, I think I think it was on the guide. Maybe, maybe, yeah, that was probably it. It makes more sense. Okay, okay, here it is. Conclusion. The CDI is pretty much the worst console ever made, but at least you can enjoy, in quotes, <laughs> an RGB, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, you know, the one thing I have to say to that is, regardless of anyone's opinion of any console, um, it's been really bugging me lately when I see people just drill huge holes in the back to mount whatever mod that they've put. Um, Mm -hmm. And it especially bugs me because in, like, the mid-2000s, I saw a lot of people AV mod some consoles and just, you know, now there's just massive holes in it where there's a nice little port. On the CDI, you could uh, desolder the RF jack and then mount a um, just one circular connector right there. So if you ever wanted to, you could RGB mod it or put it right back to stock without ever hurting it at all. So regardless of your opinion on the console, if you ever wanted to RGB mod it, you could do so knowing that you don't have to cut a chunk out of your uh, out of your console. It's little. See, look I mean, the CDI man, thinking think, thinking ahead, thinking <laughs> ahead. Just just another wonderful feature brought to you by Philips. There you go. <laughs> you... One day, w- one day I'll get you on one of my uh, CDI live streams and uh, just I'll convert tweet you to me the or cult. text me or something, and I will absolutely jump on. I'll convert you to the cult. Don't I'm worry. I'll crack sh- open a beer, sit on my couch, and just laugh my ass off. I'll, I'll show you the ten good games on it, and you will be blown away. There's ten? No, there's more than that, man. Have you ever have, have you ever played Chaos Control on PS One? Uh, no, I think I played it on. Was that the one that's 32x CD? Um, I don't think so. I don't think they had it on the 32x. But uh, anyways, the definitive version is on the Philips CDI. I can tell you. Okay. that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You know, now, is that the one with, like, the Jamaican guy in it at the beginning? No, 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 no. Chaos Control is, like, a uh, no, that's shooter. that's Crypt, uh, Crypt Keeper, or Corpse Killer. Corpse Killer Corpse is killer, what yeah. I'm thinking of, right. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Chaos Control is, like, an on-rail shooter, mm-hmm. uh, like an FMV on-rail shooter. And, you know, the, the one thing that the CDI does do really well is full-motion video. Um, and if you have the CDI mouse, which I do have, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really good to play. And, you know, I mean, as long as you're good enough to deal with three frames lag, 
Some people aren't. It's okay. You know, I did. I was always impressed that they had the keyboard and mouse for it. And I know uh, the keyboard was for whatever, like, encyclopedia thing. But I think you can use it with 7th Guest. And the, their version of 7th Guest does look quite good. So I, uh, I had a complete set of, of like, uh, the good controller, the one that kind of sort of felt like a Sega Genesis controller with yeah. three buttons. I had one of those, the, the mouse, the keyboard, um, the, the you know nice RGB mod, and I ended up getting that to Mike Matei, and I told him, you have to do a live stream of, of one of the, like, seventh guest or something where you use the mouse. So I don't think he's gotten to that at the, yet. No, he just li- he live streamed, uh, I know, like, the Zelda games a couple times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's okay, man. Like, I, I'm kind of glad that, like, he hasn't because I don't need the prices on CDIs or the games going up. So uh the Zelda uh, games are through the roof though if you ever yeah. want those but every once in a while like there'll be one cheap cuz somebody doesn't know what it is but yeah they're usually looking at a couple hundred bucks at least Yeah and those are I mean, you can't argue that those are good games No you can't they they're, they're <laughs> honestly the Zelda games are the three worst games I've played on the CDI Yeah yeah I, I have to agree on that one that is just it was so disappointing too man they had they, I think, weren't they the only video game company since the original Nintendo's inception to have any opportunity to do anything with Nintendo's IP? As far as I know, on a console, yeah. Yeah, on a console. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's toys and stuff that people make. Yeah, but. and there's been a couple, like, educational PC things here and there. But as far as I can, I'm, I'm sure someone will be chiming, no, that's not true. <laughs> but um, certainly at that time, you know, nobody else was... Jeez. Get, getting getting to do that but uh hotel mario is pretty well done it's it's not a good mario game because i don't know it's weird it feels like 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 a like a mario party game or something right like 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 one of the party games or something yeah uh, but like a really long one so it's not a good traditional mario game but as far as like a puzzle platformer it's really good and really challenging yeah you know that's i think that was kind of a i mean if if the cdi uh, could have if the whole thing could have been approached differently, a lot would have been different. But I think using the Mario name for that game, at that time when you hear Mario, you you expect run from left to right, jump you know jump up and down, go through some pipes. You don't expect what they what they brought, but it wasn't yeah. a bad game certainly. Yeah. Did you ever? And I, I don't want to. This will be the last game with the CDI because I don't want to bore people to death about the CDI. But did you ever get to play the um, the demo or the prototype for like the other Mario game they were making for the CDI that was? Yeah. Like a direct sequel. Like I think like that one surprisingly controls really, really well. Um Yeah, but that's easy to say when the enemies don't do any damage. You know, you're just well, running left and right and, and you know. Fair. It, but it I could mean, have been the greatest game. It could have been the greatest Mario game. It could have not. It's just it was a uh in the state that it's in, it's very cool to to see, but you can't mm-hmm. judge anything by it just because of like there's just it doesn't or it's it it's unfinished you know so i i guess the reason what i'm maybe maybe it's more surprising to me than impressive but when you play the zelda games on the cdi you know those are 2d platformer ish kind of games you know you do a lot of jumping and this and that uh but they but they're like slow right like like you scroll very slowly everything feels very janky it feels like you like barely have control of link or zelda Mm -hmm. uh whereas like the mario game it controlled very similarly to how he controls in uh, Hotel Mario, which is controls pretty well. And there you are dealing with enemies. So, um, sorry, I see where you're getting at with this. And yeah, I, I agree 100. percent But but no, but you're right. I mean, the enemies aren't attacking you there. That you, you're not. It's it's not the full game. Mm-hmm. It, it's you know, so it is hard to tell. Like, 
um, with everything how it would have done. I mean, they could have royally fucked it up. Well, I mean, since the CDI plays CDRs, uh, I just anybody that has one of those consoles, I definitely recommend burning a disc and playing it. And that's, yeah. you know, that's certainly an experience that you don't want to pass up if you already own one of those things. But. Yeah, it's a fun 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, honestly, I agree, 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting, it's interesting. It looked, visually, it looked, you know, good. Like It looked like a Mario game. They, they got the visual styles right, but who knows? They, they, they would have had weird cutscenes, I'm sure, and... <laughs> so is the CDI your favorite console? You know, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's not. Uh, it's the console I've played the most out of the last, definitely uh, in 2018. And I have a Switch. I have a PS4. I have, you know, all kinds of stuff. But, uh, like, I just love the CDI games, man. They're just so, like, weird, a lot of them. Like, Mutant Rampage Body Slam is a real weird one. Where, like, it's like this post-apocalyptic beat-em-up with, like, I don't know, really, like, I, I think much more improved anim- cut scene, animated cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the same people that did the ones on um, Zelda. Uh, but the gameplay actually is really done really well for a beat-em-up from that time. It has more variety of enemies that i've ever seen in any beat-em-up of the time um so i I don't know man i it's up there it's it's probably my number it's not my number one of all time but it's my current number one i can just imagine ken kudaragi hearing this and just being like you motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) not only is the ps4 better but that whole thing you know you stab me in the back philip stab me in the back (laughs) and i make something amazing and you're still using it (laughs) i'm I'm telling you dude the the cdi is an underrated uh it's an underrated console and i bought it like like when i bought it because i was doing this i'm doing a video on the cdi and much like bleem i'm like well i want to know what i'm talking about blah 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 and when i I, you know, first thing I did was burn the Zelda games. I'm like, oh, this is awful. This is like the worst thing. And and I and I had like the infrared controller initially, mm-hmm. which is genuinely the one of the worst, if not the worst, controller I've ever used. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got the Sega style gamepad. I burned some other games, um, and I was like, oh, this really isn't that bad. And once you start looking, I mean, don't get me wrong, you do have to look, but there are good games on there. Hmm. So I I do have um, a little bit of a soft spot for the Jaguar. Um, which is, you know, another console that gets crapped on all the time. And part of it's a, a little weird bit of nostalgia because uh, we had one when I was a kid because my uncle invested in stock in the company. And even, like, uh. my, my, <laughs> my cousins and I, we were all like, this is a bad idea. This is a, ba- a bunch of 10-year-olds are telling, like, a successful man, like, this is a bad idea. And sure as shit, the stock tanked. So as a joke, he got us the, the Jaguar for Christmas one year. And a bunch of uh, Bruce Lee's um, Enter the Dragon, which was almost uh-huh. unplayable. The controls were so bad. Yeah. Same thing with um, uh, Checkered Flag. Although somebody, I think, patched that to make the controls less awful. And then Cybermorph, you know, which is just, it could have uh. been so good. Yeah, if the draw distance wasn't so bad and it was a little bit faster, I think it would have been okay. Yeah, so that, you know, that was my memory of the Jaguar. So when I started the website and I was going through and I started to pick up these extra consoles to learn how to, you know, what specs for on each one, how do you build the cables and all that stuff, I picked one up and I borrowed the skunk board, the the ROM cart where mm-hmm. you, you could program one ROM at a time. And I, I spent just a few minutes with a bunch of games and I got to Tempest. And uh, mm-hmm. my cousin Scott loves Tempest, and he said, "Oh, you got to get the spinner. You got to get the spinner." So I said, "Well, 
whatever, you know, like, I don't want to spend this extra money, but worst comes to worst, I'll sell it to Scott. He seems to love it so much. So right. I ordered the custom spinner controller. I played Tempest, and I was like, hey, you know, this is pretty cool. I like this. You know, this is very unexpected. And I looked at the clock, and over an hour had gone by. <laughs> like, it's awesome. And there's a bunch of cool stuff. And that's why when I saw your video on it, I had always wondered why all these years i'd wondered why it, it you know it doesn't look 64 bit it doesn't right. look so good and you really like it because i'd heard the words before but the, in your video you drove home the point perfectly well about how they used the chip that was just designed to be like the crossing guard between mm -hmm. you know the the two main jaguar chips and most people just programmed right to that and yeah that's, uh that that was it was so depressing to hear <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Jaguar, I mean, I, I'm not, I, you know, I don't know if, I, I consider it 64-bit because it does have a 64-bit data bus and a few other things. Mm -hmm. um, I, I hate that people, like, think that, like, Atari called it a 64-bit system because it has two 32-bit chips. Like, that's not what was making it, quote-unquote, 64-bit in their eyes. But either way, the games don't even look 32-bit, a lot of them, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and it's because of that 68,000, man, the same thing that's in a Genesis. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, a, it's the same thing like in an Apple II, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, people were just familiar with that chip, and they're just like, oh, this is way easier than, like, you know, this. People weren't used to programming, like, okay, this is a GPU over here, and this is that at that time, especially on a console. Mm -hmm. uh, like, the Saturn had some similar issues where it had, like, multiple architectures like that, and you know, it took a while before people started programming well for the Saturn, and well, saw how that all turned out for them. But yeah, um, thanks, man. Though I, I, I'm I'm glad because the thing with the Jaguar is I I, I like my ja I have a Jaguar too, and I like it. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of good games on it, uh, but that's not because there aren't good games. I just don't own a lot of the good ones. Mm. But I I like it a lot too. It had so much potential. Um, I actually really like the controller. I yeah, I never minded the controller. I, I can see how people could look at it and be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but it once looks you hold clunky, it, but it doesn't feel clunky. It's super comfortable. The The little uh, number pad is great, like if you're playing, uh, you know, like Doom or something. Um, so I don't know what people's complaints are with, with, with that, but I think people just, like, go off of AVGN's video, much like the CDI. I, th I think people are just like, oh, you know, it's awful because AVGN said it's awful, you know? Yeah, that's the one thing. I think even he, you know, even James himself uh, d doesn't kind of get that. Like, he could talk about a bad game, and uh, depending on the game, some people get it. It's a joke. You're making right, fun of it. Right, it's a character. It's a character. And other people, like, you know, when he, he goes over the top because that's what people like to see, certainly mm -hmm. what I like to see, uh, some people take it a little too far, and it, it, it is a little weird. So it's. I thought I loved the the Jaguar and the CDI videos. I laughed my ass off, but I understood that like he didn't literally mean every single thing er about it was crap. You know? Right, right. He can't just sit there and be like, "Yeah, some of the games were okay." Yeah, <laughs> you know? it, it would defeat the purpose of his video. So yeah, yeah dude, keep being the nerd, keep going crazy. But yeah, you know what's funny, man? It's, I get a lot of uh, my Jaguar video. A lot of its views come from recommendations after people watch his jaguar video and i so saw a lot of the comments on my video are like oh i just came in from avgn i thought this thing was a piece of trash <laughs> like <laughs> like nah i mean there's some shit games on it but what console doesn't have shit games oh they all do yeah they all do and the the bigger or the more popular the console the more the more games therefore the more great games and the more shitty games so exactly exactly you know that's funny that you said 
uh, a lot of people came to your video after his. Because I, I don't know if you've ever had this happen more than just that, but I've had a few people, because uh, I guess there's a guy that, you know, it's a chubby white dude with a beard, talks about video games, doesn't have the greatest camera, so it matched the look of mine perfectly for like a year. But uh -huh. I focus on either technical stuff or just, you know, bullshitting the, the lines in between, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. And he was one of those people that started out as just like, here's my opinion on the games that I like, which I have zero problems with whatsoever. But then he started to talk about some technical stuff. And when I say he got it mm. wrong, it's like water is dry, the sun is cold, I put it wrong. <laughs> and people would come right from, I would be the next recommendation. And I, I had so many people asking me stuff. And I'm like, I, I didn't know who the guy was. I'd never heard of him. Mm -hmm. it, was, it, it was very, it was funny and weird. And then it wasn't funny at all anymore. Because I have all these people like ready to fight me in the comments. Because I'm like, that's actually <laughs> not true at all. Water is definitely not dry. It is wet. <laughs> so that uh, did that happen to you a lot with any of the videos that you got? Um, not really. So when I first started out, I would definitely get more. I, I would get people that would be like, if I found out some information that maybe wasn't out there before or that contradicted like the. Uh, I, I can't think of any right now, but what most people thought something was, people be like, "Oh, you're wrong," because blah blah. I'd be like, "Well, hey, if you have a source, like, I don't want to be." Like, I, I'm fine with correcting a video or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, just give me a source because I've got two or three, you know, for everything I put in my video. Uh, so, I mean, occasionally I would get some of that. One time somebody on my Game Genie video commented something like, it was either Game Genie or Power Glove video, like, oh, uh, yeah, Gaming Historian said the same thing about XYZ thing. I'm like, well, yeah, because the facts are the facts. <laughs> so, like, I've gotten that a couple times where it's like, yeah, we both kind of like if it like, yeah, the numbers are going to be the numbers and blah, blah, blah. But I don't really get too many where people are like outside of the Jaguar video. People are like, oh, you really corrected me on X, Y, Z thing. I get, I used to get people that tried to correct me all the time. But like I think now I have a somewhat of a reputation where people understand. And, and I show a lot of the sources as I'm talking about it in my videos, uh, partly to keep to, to like show people, hey, yeah, I researched this. Um, and you know, it also so that they understand, like, I'm not, I don't know, just like copying like a Wikipedia article or something like that, which some channels tend to like just read a Wikipedia article or, or read a page from retrorgb.com, yeah, or read a page including my mistakes. So I correct the mistake on the page, and then somebody sends me a video and says, "Hey, Bob, I think somebody copied your page," and they read it word for word, including the mistake oh. that I, yeah, that that one always, you know, that everybody has their own ego. That that's where mine kind of jabs me in the side, where I'm like, "Oh, you didn't even you didn't even call back my website, and you read every word so, off the page." So that's crazy, man. The, the weirdest thing I had happen with like somebody trying to correct something is a Jaguar video. It's so weird. So I talked to Leonard Trammell. Mm -hmm. uh like he saw like had made like a little preview for it on a jaguar forum and he commented hey if you need any information please you know reach out to me very very nice of him that's awesome and he did not need to do that so you know i i'm very grateful to him uh, i sent him like two pages of shit <laughs> of <laughs> questions and i think the first thing i mean he answered everything so i mean nice guy but the first thing he wrote was Good lord, this is a lot, or something like that. <laughs> so I think he, I think that's probably the last time he's going to offer help to someone. But anyways, he um, ended up giving me a bunch of information, and I asked him something about the Alpine board, um, and I don't remember exactly what the 
thing was that I put in, but uh, I think he was trying to say that it wasn't the Alpine board for something, yeah, like like a particular board or something. And uh, it literally says on the board that it's the Alpine. Like, like it's actually like printed on the board. Mm-hmm. So, and I asked a few other people about it, and some of the people I had talked to in the Jaguar community, like like Kieran Hawkin, like he he writes for um, uh, some magazine in the UK. I can't remember, but a gamer magazine. He's done a bunch of Jaguar stuff. I asked him, I'm like, hey man, like Leonard told me this. Uh, I've been told that his memory isn't the greatest with some of this more technical stuff. And this board literally says on it, it's the Alpine board. He's telling me it's not. And he's like, no, 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 it is. And I reached out to a couple other people that, that are in the know. So I left it in the video. He, like, left this comment, like, uh, on, like, this Facebook page. I told him blah, 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 blah. And then he, like, said, like, two other things that I said that weren't true. But he had told me them. So I had to, like, post, like, a screenshot from, like, my conversation with him. It was real awkward, man. Like... I was like, dude, yeah. you told me this. Now, if what you told me isn't correct and it was just like a mistake, I'll go back and I'll I'll change the whole video. Like, I don't have a problem, but he never replied back. So I, I don't know if maybe he like mistyped or something, but it I'm, was real uh, weird. I am fascinated by psychology. And you just, you touched upon two things that always, to this day blow my mind. At number one, if somebody was told something or heard something as a kid and you present evidence that that is not true, they'd lose their mm-hmm. fucking minds as an adult. Uh, yeah. You know, it, you, anything from like the Jaguar really is a 64-bit console. Like you're lying to me. <laughs> to, uh, in um, you could have two people in the same room, dead sober, in a well-lit room, looking at the same thing, and have two completely different memories mm-hmm. of what that thing was. And my little brother and I, you know, every once in a while we'll talk about this. Depending on our levels of drunk, we either end up high-fiving or yelling, but it's all good. But, like, we have completely different memories of a lot of the same stuff as kids. And it always fascinates me. So I bet you Leonard had a a, a whole bunch of thoughts on things and, you know, just completely remembered it from a different perspective. Or or he's nuts. I mean, that's, you know... (laughs) I mean, but but again, I mean, it, it was really nice of him to offer and to take the time to. I, I, I'm I'm sure it took him like thirty to sixty minutes to answer all those questions, and he provided a lot of details. So I mean, I have no issue with him, you know, or anything like that. But it, it was just like weird, man. Like, okay, yeah, I get you said no about the Alpine board thing, but I can't ignore what's printed on it. Number one and number two, the other two things you're complaining about. I have a screenshot from you telling me these things. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when it comes down to stuff like that, I, I try to my best in life, but certainly in the videos, if I look back at a situation like that, as you did, and I think, you know, I really did my best. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but I absolutely did my best, and this is the best representation mm-hmm. that I had. You know, I, I would love to make everybody happy, but that's not how life works. Yeah. So you, you did yeah. your best, you, you did your research, and that it is what it is. So. Yeah. And, and I've kind of come up with a, I mean, like now going, what I do now when something like that comes up, which those situations don't come up very often, but when I've got like two like very reliable sources telling me, like, like if I've got two people that worked at Company X telling me two different things about the same thing, I'll usually present both. I'll be like, look. This is what, um, you know, if you do some research, this is what you'll find out on the Internet or in books, blah, blah, blah. But this is what so-and-so says. Like, I'll just present everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, look, this is what it says. Because a lot of times, like, it's about the most inconsequential, like, shit. Like, like the Jaguar being 64-bit or not. Like, does it really matter ultimately if it is or isn't? I mean, it, bits don't really matter. Like, like, like at the end of the day, that's you know? a, that that's that's a different example though because if there was never the bit wars, if that thing never happened, um, no one would give a shit 
if it was right. really or not. It was just the fact that Jaguar's entire marketing was that, like, look at all these puny 16-bit consoles, right. and we're so much better than you because we're 64, and that's why that's why it was kind of a big deal. Well, oh, no, no, I, I agree. Then it was a big deal because of the marketing, but I mean now, I, I just to put it in context, what I mean is, like, if I'm talking about the whether or not the Jaguar, and I think this is actually how I transitioned it in the video, whether or not it's 64-bit or not, and I say, okay, they market it as 64-bit, People say it isn't because they think it's these 232-bit chips. So I'll, like, I'll say, I'll present everything. I'll be like, regardless of all of that, it could have been 1 million bits. It doesn't matter because what they were using was the 68,000 anyway. So that, that's, so that's kind of what I mean. That like, And that's uh, what hit home for me in your video. When you said it like that, I was just like, shit, man. That is like that is the perfect icing on the cake right there. That is the, yeah, you know. like, they could have put a jet engine inside of it and it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered, you know, but... It's just too bad, man. It's such a cool looking console. Like it's one of my favorite shells yeah. for a console ever. Like it's so sleek. It's it looks futuristic. It looks cool. Agreed. Then, it had so much potential of, of different things that it could have done. So then you put in Kasumi Ninja, and you're like, oh. <laughs> but you put in Rayman, and it looks great. It looks yeah, it looks Rayman's really well awesome. Done. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Some of them do crack me up, like Atari Karts. Like what a very oh, yeah. very bad ripoff of mario kart mario kart yeah 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 it, it's uh, it's so weird i mean and that's not like a bad looking title but again it's not a title that you would look at and go oh 64 bits exactly you know do you think there is one game from the jaguar that as soon as you look at it you get the feel that you're looking at well ne next generation back when it was out because i never got that feeling i gotta be honest whether it's the commercials back then owning it now like there's well, there's um, oh my God, is it Iron, Iron Soldier? Is that the one I'm thinking of? The the second one, the one that was like the CD yeah version, like that one. I could see somebody looking at it and being like, oh okay, this is definitely a, a step in the next generation. Um, I, I know that there were some like titles released later on by Songbird, I think, mm -hmm. uh, that were like some higher quality titles. That actually made use of the other 32-bit chips of Tom and Jerry, and they looked nicer. I don't know if I, I I don't know if if I can think of anywhere I'm like oh wow that would have blown my mind or something like that. Um, some of them like certainly looked pretty damn good I thought, but yeah. I thought it was on par with like a 32x or maybe something a little better like uh, like Alien vs Predator. You look at that, it looks like what you could imagine the best looking 32x game looking like or something, you know? Yeah. But. I, it, 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 nothing like that as a kid for me, at least in 1994, said, ooh, 64-bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was like checkered flag was, hey, this is almost as good as Virtua Racing for the Genesis. And like, right, you know, right. When you, uh, when you played something like the Sega Saturn, I, I barely played that as a kid. I think I mostly just played whatever the in-store display at FYE had. But mm -hmm. every one of the old arcade titles that was re-released on it looked identical, identical. At, at least in my eyes as, as a kid, looked identical to the arcade ports. Yep. And revisiting it as an adult, some of the arcade, or at least the 80s arcade ports, are as as perfect as one could get because it's not yeah. emulation they rewrote it for the saturn in everything was using like outrun looks exactly like the outrun mm -hmm. arcade in my opinion so some didn't hold up as well daytona obviously but still, right you know it was pretty cool so yeah man i i, I agree i agree there, there was so much wasted potential with the jaguar but 
So out of all your videos you've done, um, uh, you, you got some obscure stuff, you got some more mainstream. What, what do you think's your favorite so far? Um, I don't know, man. It depends, like, what time of day you ask me. But uh, I, I'm, I'm really proud of the Game Shark video just because I had to do that. That was probably the one where I had to do the most deepest research for. Like, I, I told you I had to go to the library. And I, I ended up, like, ordering <clears throat> some uh, business registrations, uh, like, like from, like, you know, like, from, like, the 90s and stuff in the early 2000s that I couldn't get online. There was a lot of, like, dots I had to connect um, to that people hadn't connected before. So like, that's really cool. Like and gratifying to see like when people watch the video, they'll be like, Oh, I didn't realize that this about this company and that. Cause they had like a, like between like, um, uh, between the action replay, of game shark, um, the stuff with STD, like, like it's parent company. Like there's just like this tangled web of like all these companies, like that have to do with it. That's so like weird and random. So I was really proud of that one. Um, the Sega VR one, just cause I, that's another one where a lot of people had, like all the information, the, the information was honestly really easy to find on that one, but like nobody had really like put it all all together, uh, at least not not that I not that I saw. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. So those are probably the two like um, proudest of, but like the one that like is probably my favorite favorite, which like has almost the least amount of views, is actually the digital pictures one. Really? Yeah, hmm. I. I think I, my like, uh, my my really was not in that. Uh, it's not the surprise that it was your favorite. It's the surprise that it had one of the the lower views because I loved that one. It sucked me in and it, I felt that was like straight up documentary style right there. Thanks, that man. could have been right on Amazon if you wanted to. But thanks, man. Huh, yeah, I'm man. I, I, many as many views as the other. I thought, dude. I thought I thought it was gonna be like I hate to say like a hit or something like that, but I thought it was something people would be interested in. Nobody cares about FMP. Is what I learned. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Still. Yeah, I I think it, it, I I really just decided that I have no idea what's going to be a hit because I did one or two that right. I was like as a gamer and as a hardware nerd, this is something that I would kill to see. I'm so happy I get to put this together and it's got like 1,900 views. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, we're yeah, all dude, nerds. How do we not like this? So I, it's crazy either, man. Like you just never know. Like the Sega VR one, I'm like. I thought no one's going to watch this because nobody knows about it. No one's going to be searching for the Sega VR. Like nobody remembers that there was like a random alphabet serial commercial with a giveaway for the Sega VR. Like I don't know why I remember it, you know. I don't remember uh, the giveaway, but I definitely remember almost everything else from that. And it was so fascinating to watch you lay it all out like just in a, a really well, easy to follow video. Because I remember distinctly having a conversation with one of my friends. But what uh, what was the, the motion thing? The act. Activator? activator activator yeah like what if you could play mortal Kombat with the activator and the sega vr yeah and, and that's how they were marketing it in a promotional video too absolutely and it was one of those things where I, I think it was right when like the activator was released in a magazine uh not released but like talked about uh, debuted in a magazine and then they're talking about sega vr and we hadn't seen any videos on it and one of my friends said something like so how the hell are you going to try to perform like a jump kick or like the Luke Hang thing in the air? He's like, this all sounds really great in the magazine, but how is your fat ass going to do a double backflip and flip? I'm like, God, you're right. right. Like, I didn't think right, of that. Right. Stop stealing the awesome of this. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and, you know, with the digital pictures thing, like, and, and it was the, the, like, Sega VR video, like, is, I think it might be my most watched video now or, or second most watched. And, I don't know why, because like again, like it's not like people were looking for a Sega VR before that. But the digital pictures one, man, I just think like Tom Zito himself has a really interesting story. 
You know, yeah. he, he, he like wh- whether you like FMV games or not, he had a vision um, and man, he like really went for it. Um, so I just think his story, the sort of digital pictures, like it's, it's fascinating to me uh, and what those guys were trying to do. And uh, the last game that they were going to put out, the demo for it is really good. And it's like it looks like you're moving like in the FMV where like you're in control a little limited. But mm-hmm. it's it's crazy that they found a way to make it look and feel uh, l- l- like you were there and like you're really in control. And I was so bummed that that's the only video that actually bummed me out when it underperformed. Because otherwise I'm like, ah, whatever, you know, I, I, I like doing it for me, you know, and mm-hmm. yada, yada, you know, like it a video doing well or people liking it is the icing on the cake. But. I was genuinely bummed out about that just because I think it's like a cool story that like if people knew about it, maybe they'd look at FMV a little differently uh, and and what like they were trying to do. You know, it was a huge risk. Those, those games were like, you know, six million bucks a pop, you know, in the in the early 90s to make like that's that's an insane amount of money for them to have spent on that. Yeah. But yeah, it, I don't know that, that I'll never not be fascinated by it. And I think at this point, I'd rather watch videos about FMVs than actually play FMVs. No offense, but like uh, it was such a weird part of my life. Just because you know I'm a little yeah. kid, and like you know I loved video games, and now you can see people in games, and they had some terrible acting, but they actually had some that was pretty cool and pretty convincing. And I mean, Seventh Guest legit creeped me out as a kid. Not creeped me out yeah. like stay up at night looking for monsters, but like every other scary game. I was that. I mean, I. It's just a game, whatever. But this one, like you know, I got I got really into it, and I think a few yeah. of the FMVs caught caught that vibe of whatever they were going for. Yeah, I, I think FMV games, like they're now as an adult, they're fun to play, like with somebody in the room with you or whatever, and you're kind of riffing on it, and enjoying the ridiculousness of it. Like they're 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 definitely more fun to live stream than to just sit here and play by myself, you know, or something like that. Yeah, There's, totally with agree. a few exceptions, you know. I genuinely loved Night Trap as a kid, too. I, I loved it before the hype. I loved it before the ban. I thought it was, like, it, especially when you started to learn, you know, you little, little writing down your cheat sheet of patterns where everything goes. And mm-hmm. uh, Now I'm too impatient for it. But then the fact that you press the button and did I get the trap in time? And if it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, then the auger walks over and it's the cheesy kill scene. Like, it's, I like that. I thought that was really cool for for its time, but... Yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100%. Like, and I'm the same way Like now. like I went to play it uh, about a year ago, whenever they did the re-release, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, and, and, I, and I didn't play the new version because I know that they made some changes for the uh, the new version, but I played the original uh, on the Sega CD. I was like, ah, isn't that fun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know, that's, um, I'm one of those people that I always want to get the best quality out of the console, obviously, but like right. uh, it does kind of, great on me a little bit when people say you're supposed to be watching it in composite video because that's what the designers designed it for it's actually not quite true Mm, that's all they that's what they had that's all they had right but the one thing that did make a huge difference was when i was you know the the little kid with whatever crappy tv i could scramble to get um you it was such a bad quality tv that you didn't know how bad some of these things looked that's true so while i would never prefer to go back and watch it on that awful ass tv i had as a kid you you know as a kid you just thought ah oh, my tv sucks what could i do i can't get another tv as an adult mm-hmm. it's like this looks bad it looks bad yeah. in any filter i put it through it looks bad on a flat screen <laughs> it looks bad on it like so yeah that some things don't age well i guess <laughs> yeah 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 
So uh, what's coming up next for you then? You mentioned that you're doing an uh, X-Band video. Yeah, yeah. So the X-Band, for people that may not know, it was um, a it, it was a cartridge that went in between your console and the game, just like a Game Genie would. and uh, But it let you play games against other people, like over the phone. Uh, so it would dial into, and it wasn't just that, you could get email on it. Uh, they had tournaments that they set up. It would match you against other people based on your skill uh, level. Um, people could build profiles. There was like news you could get daily on it. And and, and the email, it was like a regular email. You got like an xband.com regular email address. You could send email to any internet email address. Um, so it had a lot of features that like Xbox Live launched with, which is like nuts. Like it had avatars. You had like screen names. You, you had a friends list you, you managed. Um, people would like create clans on there. Um, so it's really, and it worked really, really well. I, I didn't have one, but my neighbor, my cat is just nah. right in front of your face. Uh, my, my neighbor had one and for the Genesis and dude, it was to me, like it fucking blew my mind. Like I'm 14 years old and I'm playing with somebody somewhere else. I, it was like, he only did like the local connection, but somewhere else, like in Florida. And it's just like, we're playing Mortal Kombat two right next to each other. And then afterwards, I can like chat with them. You can send the after after your match is over, you can choose to rematch them. You can try and find somebody else. You can go to X-Band's website and see like where you're ranked, uh, where people are ranked. Like they had a top ten. Uh, you could win prizes if if based on like tournaments you won that they would hold. Like it was insane. That is so far ahead of its time. Yeah, and and, and the craziest thing to me, well, one of the craziest things about it, it was a twenty four hundred baud modem, which is like the slowest thing possible. Huh. But it worked. What the, what they did was, you know, when you had a modem, it compresses data, and then it tries to compress as much as it can, and then send it all at once. Mm-hmm. Well, that can actually cause latency because it takes time to compress all the data, and the faster the modem, actually, the more latency you can have because of that. So what they would do is like they would actually send the button presses uncompressed. So it was like the opposite of the way a modem would normally work. So there was like basically like almost no lag. Uh, if you were playing long distance, you could run into like maybe a frame or two of lag. But even then, it wasn't really like that noticeable, especially if you're just like a little kid and you don't know any better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's crazy. And what's nuts is that right now there's a group of people that are they're, they're very, very close to making it work again over the Internet. Like I. I yeah, that's going to be a little tricky because of the latency part, though. Um, that's the last I, I don't want to give too, too much away. I mean, they, they've got it to a point. All the features on it work. Um, there is like an adapter thing that you have to buy for, but I mean, it was like 13 bucks. Um, they're pretty close to getting rid of the latency bugs though. I mean, uh, I've seen some of the gameplay and hopefully within the next few months, they'll have that sorted out, but they're really, really close to having it working. Um, and they're working on some other things for it too, like some other new features, but yeah, dude, that's my next video. The story behind them, it's crazy. It's like a bunch of people from Apple, uh, came over to work on it. Um, like they hired Joe Britt from 3DO, like in the middle of the night at 6 a.m. <laughs> or I, I'm sorry, he came over like at 3 a.m. to their offices because they would just stay up working all night. And they hired him like three hours later. He was like sick of 3DO or something. And I got interviews with um, the uh, one of the main guys that worked on it from an engineering standpoint. And he was also involved with just some of the general marketing and some of the other decision making. Um, so I've got a long three hour interview with him that, that I'm using a lot of in the video. I've got a couple more interviews lined up with some other people that worked on the X band. Like one of them went on to create uh, or co-create Android. Uh, another one created the, yeah, another one created the play store. 
uh, one of the founders of, of the company that created X-Men went on to uh, make WebOS um, and OnLive. Wow. Um, so these, these are these, not these small pe- things. No, they're not. <laughs> like, uh, so the, these guys, th- that's actually been what's made it take such a long time is like, so these guys, they've seen the preview and the guys that are working on bringing the X-Band back, they have become friends with these guys and they actually have like lead on them for help with some stuff. So they're the ones that got me in touch with these guys and basically allowed me to get the interview with the main guy that I needed. So at least I got that interview done. So what's holding up the video I've been working on for months is getting these last few interviews. Because uh, I don't want to just use the one interview. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to get a couple other talking heads. Uh, but these guys are so busy. Like, they're still very involved in the tech industry. Um, and they're all, like, fucking millionaires. And they got better things to do. You know, so, like, I have, I've had a lot of, like, rescheduling, you know, the, the, at the last minute and that kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm going to give it, like, another month to try and put these interviews in. And if I don't get them, that's fine. I mean, I don't really need them. I have a bunch of other research and... The, the the guy who I did get the interview with, he was literally the third employee. It was the two found two people that founded the company that, and they only created the um, like a very basic prototype of it. And then this other guy Constantine who came in and he did like almost him. He hired like the team that did everything else, and he was like there in the thick of it with them. So I'm really excited, man. I like the stuff the X Men could do is fucking insane. Um, I was and excited like, before. Now I'm really, really excited. <laughs> hardly anyone knows about it or remembers it. Like it's, it, it was like around for a really short period of time. Dude, did you remember that show Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman? Mm-hmm. So really big show at the time, right? Oh yeah. When they launched it, Dean Kane and the guy that played Jimmy Olsen played uh, a game of Madden '95 uh, in LA against two other guys. I can't remember their names from the New York Jets. And and they were like at a store in New York, wow. and that's how they launched it. And like I even I didn't remember that. No, I definitely like, didn't. It was just like nuts. Like how did this thing like like the marketing was great. It was only twenty bucks for the X Band modem, five bucks a month for the service. Was like, it was that the only cost? Well, there could be more if you ended up uh, opting for long distance because the way it worked, it would dial into uh, X Band servers. Match you up with somebody, download your email, download the news, well, all that shit, and then when once you played against somebody and they matched up with them, it would disconnect and then call them directly. Which is how they were able to get the lowest latency. And that's a, right. Because there was a reason. There was always a – whenever there was something that I really wanted that I ended up not getting – because I was one of those kids where it's just like, well, we're the poor family, so I'm going to go mow every lawn in this fucking town until I can get enough money <laughs> to buy whatever it is that I want. Whenever there was stuff where that was just um, – like Neo Geo was unfathomably expensive yeah, or yeah. recurring monthly costs, whatever. I, I, maybe five bucks was a lot more to me back then, but I, I, for some reason I remember it being so much more expensive, which is why I didn't bother with it. So that and that might be that because might be initially the, the, the long distance calling. Well, yeah, but but you could there's an option in the X Men menu to like not do long distance to only do local play, but that limits the amount of players. And um, they did have a thing where like they they would give you a discounted long distance rate for a three ninety five an hour, but I mean, fuck, you play for a few hours a day every day. But uh, they the thing is like when they first were gonna sell it, and it's in magazines, it was gonna be seventy bucks for the modem. And like almost nine dollars a month for the service. Maybe so, that's what I remember. Maybe that's... and and it was like that for a long time. Like because their test market ran for like a while, mm-hmm. and then when they went to go do it nationally, that's when they dropped it to twenty bucks for the for the modem and five bucks. They they were you know subsidizing it 
basically and expecting to make the money back in subscriptions. But, you know, th- think about it this way. They, they went live nationwide in 1995. This, the Nintendo 64 came out in 96. I mean, it was the end of these consoles' life cycle. True. And so, I mean, it was bad timing, limited number of games, because uh, they had to, like, hack each. They, they had to create a game patch for every game. So, like, if you put in Mario Kart, the X-Man would say, okay, this is Mario Kart. Uh, this is the patch I need. It would download the patch. And then as the game started, it worked like a game genie. It would, like, intercept the data, manipulate whatever it needed to to make it work with this multiplayer thing. Man, you got it's, me all fired up for your video now. It's, it's fucking <laughs> insane, dude. These guys were, like, geniuses. And they were just... Anyways, I could go on forever about the X-Man, like... It's crazy. It's crazy. It, 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 they actually initially, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. They initially set it up so that uh, they were concerned with getting it out in time, right, for the holiday season. So then they said, you know what? All we really need to do is have it be able to update the firmware. Uh, they call it the big red button. So, like, and they did end up doing that. But literally, like, when you, people plugged in their x for the first time, unbeknownst to them, because it wouldn't tell you that it was doing it. It would download a new firmware. So they were like one of the first to do like day one, you know, patches basically for their for their servers, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, especially over a phone line, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I remember when Xbox Live came out, man, and, there, and I'd experienced lag. I was like, what the fuck is this? Why is it lagging? Mm-hmm. In 1994, <laughs> I didn't have this problem on a Super Nintendo. What is going on here? You know, it's funny. One of the, the most common questions I get asked, which is worded differently, but my favorite was somebody came over and I had, they played my setup. And they said, this is really cool. It looks great. But uh, how come when I'm at home, it feels like it takes longer for Mario to jump? than it does on your TV. Mm. I was like, I wanted to do a backflip. I was like, that's called lag, and that's what I do, why I do. Like, this is like, I was all excited <laughs> about that. But yeah, it's, a, it's so funny that the, the new problems we run into doing things that had zero problem with it 15, 20 years ago. So Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. But yeah, man, hopefully I'll have it out in the next, within the next month or so. I The script is pretty much done. I'm just, again, waiting on these, last few interviews to see if I need to make any changes or additions to it. I've, I've already edited like the first 10 and a half minutes of it. Um, so hopefully it'll be out within a month cause I need to make other content. <laughs> well, I, I probably got like another 30 questions for me, but, uh, I guess, uh, it's probably a good time to wrap it up for now. Uh, I would love sure. to do a follow up with you at some point. Maybe if, uh, if you're ever in New York city, definitely hit me up and, you know, vice versa. Yeah, so uh, just an excuse to do a follow-up, I guess. But thank you yeah, so man. much for your time. You definitely have a subscriber for life. I was hooked before I met you, and now that you're thanks, fun man. to talk to, you definitely got me forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, man. I, I, I appreciate it, man. I'm a, I've been a big fan of your site for a long time. Thank you. So I, I, I was genuinely excited about this. So it's, that's actually why it was nice. See, oh, like, there you go. The next person came by, just spit on them. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, oh, who's this fat guy? Fuck this. Take it up to the Oh, wait, no, it's that fat oh, guy. Oh, oh, you're that Bob. Oh, okay. Where's your monitor? <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, man. Um, people, for anybody listening, audio only, uh, it's youtube.com forward slash wrestling with gaming or on Twitter, you're at wrestles gaming so wrestles plural um and yeah thank you very much and uh you know i'm looking forward to whenever we do a follow-up thanks man